It's episode 1,107, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What up, dog? Just down the road there, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. And from LA, newest cast member, you know from Social Club Misfits, it's Marty. Woo, what's going on, guys? Uh, I like it. The woo. You wooed as your yeah, intro. Woo. I just, I'm testing things out right now. We're about eight episodes in. I'm still testing things out. I just, you, not you're workshopping a woo. I like yeah. it. Happy uh, October, everyone. Fall is in the air. It's our first I show love in October. Pumpkin spice cheesecake. Had it last night. It was delicious. Mm, that sounds Halloween's so good. coming up. Earth Cafe. I want to talk Halloween. Uh, Emily, I thought about you. Halloween uh, is early. On a recent weekend because. As as is my family tr- tradition, we were watching football on Sunday afternoon, and my son and my daughter are massive fans of the, the Kansas City Chiefs, mainly because of Patrick and Brittany Mahomes. My 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 no, son Jackson. has a big Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, <laughs> Jackson. You know, listen, I feel I'm not going to defend that guy, um, but uh, uh, the TikTok influencer. Um, but anyway, we're watching the Chiefs, and as as most people watching the game, or maybe that weren't watching the game but saw on social media shortly after, um, uh, Taylor Swift was was in the tight, house tight, at tight, uh, tight. Uh, at this at the stadium, you know, cheering her man Travis Kelsey tight end on uh, as as they pummeled the Chicago Bears, um, and it was it was decided quickly thereafter that our our family couple's costume that my children had chosen prior, which was they were really pushing me to do the the Ken Mojo Doza Dojo Casa House Ken, which I, you know, I, I the fur coat deal and my wife to be weird Barbie that was quickly abandoned and decided it's got to be Travis Kelsey and Taylor Incredible. Swift to, to which, you know, I love it. Yeah, you do the mustache. I feel like you have, you have to. to. You gotta yeah, buzz your like head I'm though. Totally in for that. Well, mustache. I'm totally in for that. So yeah, how I'm are totally you gonna do the that. hair thing? You gonna wear like a cap or something? Like I'll just shave it. I'll just no, shave it. If I'm going, if I'm in, I'm in. Oh wow. If I'm in, I'm really going in. But but here's here's the thing, Emily. I feel like you've probably thought about this romance, uh, this whole incident, much more than I have. Um, now, do you think by the time Halloween rolls around, <laughs> will this in will 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 Travis Kelsey be because we're, we're what a month out, sure. right? In Taylor Swift relationship world, which I'm not familiar with. Is he already the subject of like a hate album, or mm, you know what I mean? Is this point, even, should I? Well, great point. Is this should should, should I invest in? Should we start investing in the costumes, or should we wait? That's my question, Emily. Should we go back to Weird Barbie here for my for for my wife? Great question. Um, I think they'll. I think by Halloween they'll still be together. Um. I don't know the okay. state of the relationship, but I think they'll still be together. With her touring and him playing, there's only a handful but he's of not, days. She's that not he can touring again until like November. Like she's on a break oh, for a couple so months. So she can hang out in Kansas City? Yeah. Um But but what if but what if what if what happens to because listen, this is gonna age me. But the, it, it, there was a time when uh, uh at a at a Dallas Cowboys game, Tony Romo, oh, yeah, Tony Romo was on the field. 
and they cut away to the suite and Jessica Simpson was on there cheering mm. him on. Right. And they were in a romantic relationship and shortly thereafter, the Cowboys went on a losing streak, and oh, the and the, and the remember, Dallas Cowboys fans did a hard turn crucial. on Jessica Simpson. Yeah. If now, if the Chiefs go on a losing streak here, or even lose like two games, because they're very good. If they they just like won the championship, the like Bulls they're, the NFL. That, that, they're that good. Yeah, they so just won a. It would be Bowl. a real curse of the Swift. They've won two of the last three, and we're in all three. Mm. If they if they lose, which they, I think they have a pretty tough schedule coming down the pipe here, it, it, are we going to get hate on the streets for this, Emily? We as in the Swifties? Or are you are you talking about your Halloween costume? My Halloween <laughs> costume. I don't. I don't. I'm not concerned like, about the so Swifties. They the seem like they're always stirring Clear up some answer. kind of drama. <laughs> he only needs about a four hour heads up to grow or not grow a mustache. He, yeah, like, I need to know if I need to invest Jesse, in you the keep jersey. the hair, but get the mustache. But just wear a little. Wear the hat. That's it. You're good. Your hair looks cool. Just keep the yeah. mustache. Yeah. Um, yeah, just yeah. wear a Chiefs hat. You don't need it to. It is funny that you brought up Tony Romo and Jessica Simpson because I think I saw a tweet that was saying this is like the Gen Z version of Tony Romo and Jessica Simpson, which I think is very funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Considering neither Taylor Swift nor Travis Kelsey are Gen Z, but okay. Well, yeah, but. They're both 33. Still. Yeah. They're very relevant. But that generation's. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's weird to yeah. say millennial because Jessica and Tony, I think, are considered millennials. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they. They like absolutely won on Sunday. So, but I've also heard that the Bears are a pretty easy team to beat. So, no offense to any. They are. They're terrible. <laughs> they, their defensive coordinator. Their defensive coordinator quit midweek. You know. Yeah, you know crazy. the team's bad when by week three the defensive coordinator is walking off the job and Justin Fields, the quarterback. They ask, "What do you think the offenses? What do you think the struggles have been?" And he literally in a press conference goes, coaching, coaching. <laughs> oh, like it, it's a, man, for real? The Chicago Bills are, hot, are a hot trash fire. So I don't want, I don't want Swifties to get too excited just yet because uh, – That's tough right there to have yeah, a whole city yeah, hate you, know. you, Jesse, by what you just said. That's going to be rough. And it's Chicago. I, it's Chicago. They love – they'll go down <laughs> with the fire. Regular, they're they're, regular they're called Titanic no, fans. No, you know they what they're going to say? The you know what they're going to say? They're like – they're like, my dude's right. My dude is hard. <laughs> Call up Sam Acho, our buddy who played for the Bears. He'd be like, no, no, you're right. The team's a trash fire right now. I have no, I have no qualms. Uh, uh. But, but all I'm saying, but my point is this, Emily, are you nervous that, you know, she could have watched the game from home, but she with was there in the suite with that front guy's and center with his, with his mom. Yeah. yeah. With, 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 with Mrs. Donna Kelsey yeah. and, 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 and <laughs> no, Travis Kelsey serious. is a very prominent figure in, you know, him and Jason have a very popular podcast. It's Number one, one in the, the world right now. Yeah. Uh, it, Jason, uh, his brother for the Eagles has a docu-series on Amazon Prime Video on, on the way. These are prominent figures. She could have stayed behind. And mm-hmm. watch at home, right? Mm-hmm. But no, she was there in the suite. You know, uh, uh, this was a very prominent thing. Do you, are you nervous about what if the tides turn for the Chiefs here? This seems like a pretty high stakes gamble for, 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 Taylor. if it comes down between NFL fans versus Swifties, I think the Swifties got them beat. Like, Swifties are vicious. So I'm not nervous about any backlash for her because <laughs> I think she'll be fine. She'll probably buy the team and then just cancel it. Because she's so yeah. wealthy and influential, <laughs> she's like I don't want to do it anymore. Stadium's <laughs> over; it's all over, guys. Here, here's the thing: I actually I'm looking at their schedule. She may be a, Taylor Swift may be a genius if she's leading this into everyone wants a Halloween costume. Their next opponents mm. are the Jets. 
the another massive trash oh, fire. Yes, okay. The Vikings, who All are right. zero and three, and then the Broncos, who just got beat by, who just had seventy five points hung on them. 70. She may be an NFL schedule genius. Mastermind. She may have picked the perfect time. She literally looking at their schedule because they're going to go on a go winning on, streak now. And, exactly, yeah. blowing and teams it's out. Be because yeah, of Taylor, that they're doing so well, so mm-hmm. she'll be even more loved. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. I think this is. She's a premeditated master. This is one of the most yeah. fun relationships well. that she's ever had for me, like as a fan to watch her because it's like. I think what's funniest is I'm obviously seeing like Swifties posting about it, just like because my social media algorithm, and the funniest thing is watching. Swifties ask like guys how does anyone play football like they're trying to understand how football works because they are like I guess we have to be into this now and what's really funny is people will comment saying like oh yeah he's a tight end which is basically like a quarterback and then people commenting no if it was basically a quarterback he'd be a quarterback like they don't actually know what they're talking about. And it's really funny. Hey, I to need watch. to start following some Swifties. I need to it's start so following some Swifties. We're having a great I know time. This is hilarious, right? It's so funny, and everyone's like, "I guess we're football fans now. Like, we're gonna have to go to the Super Bowl." And it's like, "No, you don't." Like, it's just it's so gonna funny. Be a bunch of Gen, it's gonna be a bunch of Gen Z girls with. If with the Chiefs go to Taylor the Super Bowl Swift again, shirts just at the Super Bowl, it's gonna I look totally it, different. Yeah, if the Chiefs go to Super so Bowl, be like yeah. pumpkin spice lattes and stuff everywhere. And I love it. I want the Swifties to take over. And so if they take over NFL, it's pretty great. No. Are you now? Are you now a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, Emily? Sure. Um, <laughs> no, I still like. I do like the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I grew up in Dallas, so um, for the longest okay. time, I genuinely thought my dad would always tell me that he's the biggest Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, he would always tell me that the Cowboys were God's team. And I genuinely thought that was like mm. their motto for the longest. Like I really mm. thought that was they're like, yeah, we're God's team. And then I realized like that's just my you, dad you know, telling me that. You know why they why that started? It's because their old stadium before this new AT and T billion dollar one, whatever. Their old stadium famously had shade over all the, st- but the middle like oh, the, the field yeah, yeah. was cut out like a hole in the stadium. And they said that was so God could watch the game. Yeah. And because it was God's. But I thought that team. was like genuinely like I, I low key believe I was like oh, I guess. God really loves yeah, the Cowboys that's, or something. That's a wild statement. Man. I missed that verse, but yeah. That's I mean, wild. You know, it seems like he would intervene more for them. But Jerry, uh, Jerry Jones is a genius. America's team, God's team. He's like, yo, America and God. It's, look, there's no way you're going to lose if you can be both of those people. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talked to Jackie Hill Perry. Uh, she's got a new book coming out that we talked to her about. We also have a game at the end of the show. Uh, it is themed to what we just talked about. Travis Kelsey, very famously over the last few months, publicly shot his shot with Taylor Swift. And it landed. So we have a game at the end of the show called The Shot Her Around the World. But stay tuned right now. Up next, it's Slices. You're listening to Richie Quake and Anna Shoemaker. The song is Crawl. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, 
uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for... Slices! What do you have, Jesse? All right. Um, I have a very disturbing story for everyone, and I need theories. I didn't want to go around the table starting with Marty on theories on this. Um, there was a YouTube video that I stumbled upon, and everyone can go watch it if they, if they Google bicycle carved 2,000 years ago. Okay, it's a video of a guy who's, ex- who's, who's going on a tour of like a temple in, in India, <laughs> right? It's a, like an old religious temple with carvings, and they know for certain that this temple dates back to 2,000 years ago. Okay. Um, now, the the only problem with keep in mind two thousand years ago that's that's roughly the time of Christ is when this temple was constructed and the carvings on the walls were put there. Okay, he finds a carving on the interior of this temple of a dude riding a bicycle. Okay, the bicycle was invented in the in the eighteen hundreds, right? And I'm when I say a bike, like you might be thinking, like, oh, is it like a, a shape of a guy on top of two wheels? My dude in the carving is riding like a Schwinn. It has handles like a bike. It has pedals and two wheels. It is a dude riding a bicycle. Okay, it is. It is not like hieroglyphic shapes that looks like a guy riding a bicycle. No one knows how it got there. How did a guy riding what is clearly recognizable as a, as a bicycle that was invented, you know, uh, hundreds and hundreds of years later after this carving, how was it carved in the temple? The only theory that has been proposed, and I saw this actually in um, um, the uh, the newspaper, the Hindu, it's the Hindu. It's a big story over there in India right now. Um, is that you know there's speculation that there was the the temple uh, did go under undergo some renovations in the 1920s, but you know to to think that maybe someone carved it in in the 1920s that was renovating it, what would possibly be their motivation for carving one random carving of a dude on a bicycle? For conversation, how did the, huh? Conversation. I mean, but, but he could have carved anything. Why? Why? So you, so you're, you're a construction worker in the 1920s. That's like, hey, we got this ancient temple, and we're bringing your crew in, and you're going to somehow get away with carving a dude just randomly a dude on a bicycle. Doesn't make any sense. It seems like this carving was carved 2,000 years ago, but it clearly shows a guy on a bike. Tell me, I think Cameron explained it. In you the guys chat. explained Look it in the to chat me right it's now. Blowing my mind. It. I just said you. I, <laughs> It's a clickbait article. Snopes.com, dude. Just scroll down. It, a chunk of the temple, the 7th century it was built, and then about in 1920, it was like part of it was renovated, and this is probably where a sculptor did it saw in the a 90s guy on a bicycle too. and was impressed but and whatever. Even then, but even then, the guy who said that, the guy who said... The, the the guy who said that it could have been part of the uh of the renovation came back and said, you know, we have no evidence that this happened. This is only speculation on what could have happened. Right, which they, makes they, sense, they, way more sense than them doing it two thousand years ago. But, 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 but does it? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Because does. Egyptians, we we know that Egyptians had electricity, in in some shape, form, or fashion. They had electricity. 
So it's not it's not far fetched that our idea of us I'm discovering g- something is not how when it was actually discovered. Yeah, and put yourself in in like this temple getting renovated. Like I said, you got a construction crew in there. Hey guys, what's the job? We're gonna we're gonna you know the foreman. You don't think he would notice one of his workers with a hammer and chisel randomly carving a dude on a bicycle, randomly defacing the temple they were hired to renovate? It makes no sense. <laughs> why would why? Your outrage it is amazing. Seems right like now. this bicycle outrage is was carved two thousand years ago. Yeah, like I'm just like saying, literally, the Snope, the Snope, the Snope explanation makes almost no. You're telling me that the foreman of the construction crew didn't see one of his workers randomly going rogue and, but you're asking, and you're defacing like it? They were going rogue. Uh, what if they weren't going rogue? What if they were like they made that choice together? Like this would be cool. Like, like for example, the temple has all the stuff from 2,000 years ago, and these people are saying we should do things from our time. So history will remember our time well, as why, well. well if, okay, if that's the case, why wasn't? Because if if it's a temple, and we take humans take religion very serious, you know. I guess me and I'm taking the side of my conspiracy theory, brother. <laughs> Finally, so, if this is a <laughs> yes, temple, humans you. take things very humans take things very serious, right? Why would they not say, "Hey, and in this section, we added this." And in that section that was added, when you go to any temple and there's like historical stuff that's in the temple and like things like that, there's always documents of when it changed. Even when you think about your church, oh, that was donated by sister and and mother so-and-so back in 1906. So you don't tell me that they just, a bicycle just appeared in the temple and nobody categorize it if it was all i know all i there. know is that a couple of years ago at joel Osteen's church they found twenty thousand dollars in the back of a toilet so i know that sometimes people do weird things and uh weird <laughs> things happen and so we can't you know people just do things like that <laughs> nah i'm not buying it my, my whole point is like was this just so you're telling me some construction worker from the 1920s who's paid to renovate this thing Decided just to troll people by, I know what I'm going to do. Just don't tell anyone. I'm carving one dude Again, on a bicycle. It's a craft really so. Here's the thing, Jesse. They don't have unions back then. People were like, hey, just leave whenever, like, you know, it's like, well, leave whenever you want. And some guy was like, you know what? I'm doing this for my son. This is my son on a bike. And then he died. It caved in on him. Yeah, he kept doing it. It, it was like the, it was like that one movie with, um, what's that movie in jail? With the guy, with the... Shawshank Redemption, you know, like little by little, just the pink spoon, not the full Sunday. Just little by little, he was peeking down. He covered it with a poster of Marilyn Monroe, Jesse. That's what you were saying in the story. He kept covering with the poster, so no one knew. Cameron, I'm going to do a modern day equivalent of what you're suggesting is the answer here. I am a carpenter, okay? Mm -hmm. And a Renaissance museum that has Renaissance paintings in there goes in and pays me to go do some carpentry to you know for for the exhibits. I decide at random that I am going to next to these renaissance works of art do a a a, a replica style picture of a guy on a jet ski and put it right next to all these renaissance paintings. And, and just be like, well, I know you did, I know this wasn't part of the scope of work, but I figured I had to do an artifact from my time. This is a jet ski. Okay, but see, I, listen, logic, logically, okay, Mm -hmm. this temple had carvings depicting life 2,000 years ago, and then they do a renovation on this part of it, and they wanted craftsmen to come in, and then in the same style, 
show their era of life. And then and, they forgot and, about and it. They forgot to tell people that, they did that. That's what I'm saying. They, it's just like so it's a local craftsman years. and then people just forgot about it or they didn't think it was odd because they so, knew what it so was. So they forgot about something that happened in, in the 1920s to the, a temple that's well, a prized possession that they actually listen, had renovated. I, they, on, forgot, listen, they forgot. I, I, I have to agree with Ken. So Here's my thing. People with conspiracy theories think people as humans are smarter than they are. We're not that smart. We do stuff like that. We graffiti on the wall and we leave. And so Derek, Marty, the church. Derek. So the church. So the church that. All right, let's, let's keep it real. All right, so let's go to church, right? Yep. So the church that you grew up in, right? All of a sudden, you came in there, uh-huh. and there was a painting of a spaceship on the back wall, and everybody just forgot about it. Or Thank or you. the locals didn't, and it took a foreigner to There's come in no and shoot a YouTube video of it. It's not it's not five hundred years ago. So so you telling me the you telling me the camera person did not think, man. Let me ask the local people that go to uh-huh. this church. Yes, I think YouTubers are that temple. stupid. This yeah. is not a YouTube video. Again, this is an actual documentary. Again, this was in India, right? I don't have. I can't put a lot of <laughs> bank mm-hmm. in yes. the the way that they possibly historically. Uh, documented this. We don't know what happened. There's people that could have went in. There's cave guys who go into caves and search things on YouTube and TikTok and they, they do stuff like that. Someone just went to Italy and they carved their name, Jesse and like Julio. This was this was a renovation. Let's see, I got I got the new, uh, okay, it looks like the, the structural work was done. We got the new hallway carved. Oh, I see Frank carved the random bicycle guy we asked for. Um, all right, here's the check. Great work. No, it makes no sense. No, it makes more sense than 2,000-year-old. It's a mystery. <laughs> All right, what do you have, Derek? <laughs> what do you have, Derek? <laughs> I um, y'all know I'm from Michigan, right? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm from Pontiac, Michigan. That's why I was originally oh. born. And one thing people, when they think Michigan, most of the time people just think Detroit. They just think city. Like Michigan's just one big city. But actually, for the most part, Michigan is country. Actually, if you're a hunter, some of the best hunting mm-hmm. is up there in Michigan because it's so cold. The the bucks and they get big, animals get bigger, and it, I mean, you're going to find some some crazy animals up there. Well, there's a lady who was uh, camping, I think. Would it, would it be camping? Yeah. So there's a lady that's out here camping, and there was an outhouse out at the campsite, and she got stuck in the outhouse, like in the toilet okay. of the outhouse. A top fear of mine. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because she, uh, first of all, why is that, a, why is that a top fear of yours? I can't like, think of anything worse than that's your Roman Empire, Emily. That's your Roman Empire, Emily. I don't want to get stuck in there. I've never seen an outhouse, nor have I been in one. But uh, this lady I've definitely been in one. Dropped her Apple Watch in the toilet and decided oh, to go oh no. and discover how to grab oh, it out, yikes. and she got stuck. Oh. So they had to come in and oh, actually so grab. Ugh. Yeah. So you know, first so she crawled she down the Apple into the the poop hole. She got into it. At that point, you just get a new Apple Watch. You just get a new Apple Watch. Yeah, I'm going to... There's a warranty still available. State (laughs) police have said if you lose an item in an outhouse toilet, do not attempt to venture inside the containment area. Serious injury may occur. So, ma'am, just so you wouldn't have went in the the outhouse toilet, I'd have just gave you an Apple Watch. I got one here. You know what I'm saying? Like I got one. Generation here. one, but I, it works. I, you know, it works. I just don't. I don't want you to die or swim in 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 
That's bad, baby. I'm sorry. You got for pink you. eye for the next decade. Do you think she fell that? face first? Oh. I mean, if you're leaning down into oh, it, and reaching, yeah, right? Or did first. she like fall like on the like? I just want to know how big that hole was. Like, was she like doing the one arm thing, stretching out? Yeah, she got stuck. Yeah. She got stuck in it. Like, oh, God, uh, wait, Google. I'm assuming she did get the Apple Oof. Watch though, because did she call the police on her Apple Watch? No, like, how true. did they know she I'm, was stuck in it? I wonder if she was stuck upside down, like she's reaching in and she just couldn't. Oh get, man, she like couldn't back, back out. Feet hanging right. out. No feet. Oh. Yeah, feet hanging out. Arm yeah, down. There, she's, like, di- she's digging in there, and maybe oh, her. Dang. Yeah, she's. Yeah. Oof. So, pro tip: mm. don't go in an outhouse. And number two, don't. Right. If you lose your Apple Watch, that's it's okay. You'll. You, it's, you, it's, you, it's not worth you, it. It's a wrap. When you're at like a music festival, do you use porta potties, Emily? All the yeah. time. It's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, it's the same it's thing. Pretty awful. The, what's the difference? I've lost things I, in those. I've I lost things in a porta potty. What have you lost in a porta potty? I I lost this uh, supreme red bottle, and I was going to the bathroom and I was drinking it, and I I don't know what had happened, but it like hit my mm, chest and fell, and I was like, you man, was like in I'll never the get this back. Drinking. I was just wondering the, if I drink it would ever stop. I'm just kidding. No, um, I think I just dropped the bottle and it like hit and it like did like this awesome bounce and it just fell in. And I remember thinking to myself, like someone's going to look at the inside of this toilet and they're going to see like a red Supreme bottle hanging out. It was a pretty sad day for me. And then later on, a lady was stuck trying to reach in and get it. She yeah. saw the Supreme yeah, bottle. She got, that, she got an Apple Watch and a Wait, water yeah. bottle. Is, was the Apple Watch <laughs> even hers or was it someone else's? <laughs> she had to get it because it was like her son's. And she's like, he, I'm not buying him another one. I'm not doing it. <laughs> No, lady, if you're hearing this, Derek Miner will help you. He doesn't want you to do that. He doesn't I'll want just, you to get filthy. I'll just He's give got you. you an Apple Watch. We started. He'll give you an Apple Watch. There's other options here. We'll start we'll it. Yeah, two hundred dollars. Yeah, we'll people, go find me for real. Straight up. <laughs> All right, what you do you have, Marty? Hands. No big deal. Right, I have a I have a story that is Tarantino level insane. Um, <laughs> by the first two words, you're gonna know where I'm gonna take this. Florida man rescued again. So he wasn't rescued once. He's rescued again while attempting to cross Atlantic in a floating hamster wheel. Now, as I tell you this story, it's going to fall apart. So I just want you to be prepared to know that this story is a straw man story. It's going to fall apart. All right. A a Florida ultra marathoner and a peace activist. So just remember that. We're going to follow back at the end of the story. His name is Ray Bellucci. Uh, Intercoastal stunt ended. He was 60 miles in this hamster wheel air bubble in the middle of the water. They they see him on the coast of the, the U.S. Guard sees him on the coast of Georgia. And, you know, they're just trying to do their job. They're trying to prepare for a hurricane. And they see this guy and he's 51 years old. He's in this hamster wheel and he's in the middle of the ocean. And they're like, hey, w- what's going on there, pal? And you know what he does? He goes, hey, if hmm. you get closer, I'm going to stab myself. That's his first response. This is the oh peace protester. Oh, my goodness. Oh. So the officer oh. stayed with him for three days, and they said, how could they trying to negotiate? They're bringing negotiators around. He eventually says, listen, if you keep going, I'm going to, like, electrocute myself. Like, he keeps, like, threatening to hurt himself if they rescue him, this guy. So this is the peace activist. By the way, this costed $140,000 to everyone on that side of the coast um, to rescue the man. Um, and you know what? I was like, maybe he's a peace activist. Like maybe he's standing for something, you know, like, I don't know, like global warming. His website says that his mission in life is showing the world that anything is possible if you only believe. <laughs> I, okay. I know for a fact so that... He- 
I, we're going to cut this out the episode, you, but I know for, I'm not going to say what I'm about to say, but I, I'll just say this. Um, oh yeah, you know, we know, we know, we know. I, I Sometimes I, there are some certain people that I know, I know this type of character, but anyway, he's in a hamster wheel. He goes in the water, 60 miles out. They try to stop him. He, he was trying to go to yeah, Europe. He threatens to shock he's himself. Trying to, trying to run across yeah, the Yeah, and Atlantic. he's just trying to raise awareness that anything is possible, which is a very odd request since he said he's going to stab himself. You know what? Here's the oddest part of the story. You know how this all started? He was at a magic game. And he proposed to his girlfriend. She said no. I'm just kidding. No, that's not true. That's not how it started. That's not how it started. He, he, was, behind, he was in front of Cameron, yes. and he said no. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to win my girl back if I go in the water and just no. But this Florida man, um, he got caught twice by being in a hamster wheel. He, he rigged it up so that he could go long distance. And he was like, I, he, he had his Logitech controller on him. So he figured he could go across the water. But long story short, oh, it cost us all. Chill out. Taxpayer $140,000. Pretty crazy, guys. Pretty wow. Florida man does it so again, guys. It is, Florida man does it again. Apparently, we love Florida. Apparently it's illegal to, to run. He was trying to go to in India. A hamster to wheel that to cave. Europe. To India. Oh, my gosh. I wanted to see what the cave is all, all right. about. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. All right. Stay tuned. Up next, Jackie Hope Perry joins us. You're listening to the Undercover Dream Lovers. The song is Sink or Swim. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Jackie Hill Perry. She's a speaker and author who's released books like Gay Girl, Good God, and Holier Than Thou. She joins us to talk about how our lives can change tremendously by spending just a little bit of time with God, how understanding God's grace has changed her view of everything, and why releasing her latest book of devotionals is a little bit ironic than she told us yeah, she's not really a devotional person. Here's our conversation with Jackie O'Perry. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a devotional person at all. Um and never really was. And I think it's many reasons for it. Um, one is they come across kind of shallow sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I prefer subject matter or books that allow me to think, you know, and process and, um, go deep, whether that's about scripture, whether that's about life, whether that's about what's happening. Um, and so I think the shallow nature of devotionals makes me kind of like, eh. um, but some of the older ones that I've read, whether that's from Charles Spurgeon, um, Oswald Chambers, even a few newer ones, 
Um, I think when when there's a level of like, no, this person thought very deeply about what they're putting together and they're not trying to give me a resource that has me starting to the day by thinking about me, but they're giving me a resource that has me thinking about me in light of what God has revealed about himself in the scriptures. That's a game changer. So I just kind of wanted to replicate that kind of, you know, focus. You know, the book is called Upon Waking because, you know, the idea is that people would you know, read these at the start of their day. Um, I'd love to know why, why do I have to read this at the start of my day? Hmm. You don't have to. Um, but I do think it's ideal that the, the first person that we speak to and that we learn from and that we hear about is the Lord, you know, like it's so easy for us to begin our day with our calendar as the first person we listen to or social media as the first person that we look at or even our own minds as the first person that we meditate on. And I think there's a sense in which that feels of, that feels efficient, right? To begin our day with fleshly things. Um, but I don't think it's actually edifying to our souls. I think we need we need him. We need his life. We need his wisdom. And we just need to be with him. We were created for him to delight in him and to know him. And so I think if you were in a marriage and you kept getting up every morning and not talking to your spouse, that would not be a healthy marriage. But we're married to God. And how often do we also function in our relationship with God in that way? And so I think in a very practical way, if you want to build a relationship with God, I think he should be the first person that you meet with when your morning starts. It's so interesting to hear that, knowing myself and knowing how terrible of a morning person I am, but also knowing Mm -hmm. that the mornings when I do get up and I do talk with God, something about the day always seems to go a little bit better not necessarily easier but but better (laughs) yeah and i I think we put too much weight also on what that looks like right Mm -hmm. and so by saying beginning my day with god doesn't necessarily mean again okay let me get my king james version and my commentaries and the it, it, it really could just be instead of on my drive to my work instead of listening to a podcast Or instead of having a conversation with my best friend, it's I'm going to turn the radio off and talk to the Lord. It's those things like how in the normal rhythms of life, how can I remember God um, instead of considering everybody else? I think I think that's I think it's really practical when you look at it that way. I I feel like even with devotionals, though, like or, or really not even just devotionals, but with quiet time in general, sometimes we can feel like it's just like a checklist thing. Like even like you said, it's like. Oh, I have to make sure I talk to God today, you know, like a checklist. Of, so what are some ways we can make sure we get out of that mindset and really get the most out mm-hmm. of our time with God? That's great, man, because it's really a, it's a big theological problem that's actually happening. Mm-hmm. It's you are believing that your devotional life makes you righteous before God, rather than your devotional life being an overflow of the righteousness that you already have in Christ, right? Um, And so if I am already right with God, already justified with God, already in Christ because of his work on the cross and all the things, then I have the freedom to know God loves me even when I don't do my devotionals. God cares for me even when I don't pray for longer than 10 minutes. God sees me even when I forgot to say hi to him, right? Like that, that, like, that doesn't mean we don't work out our salvation with fear and trembling, 
But it also means that man, like it's still him who is working in me to will and to work for his good pleasure. And so I think that theological basis kind of sets you free to know like, oh man, like you love me even when I don't love you like I should love you. And so let me love on you. Let me read this word and let me pray and let me delight in your son. Um, And so I, I lived under the weight and the burden of that kind of like legalism for so long where it just, I just felt like nothing was good enough for God. And so I read incessantly and I, I tried to pray as much as possible, but it was a joyless work because I was trying to live according to the law instead of resting in the grace of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so now it's like, I see it all. I see it with a different lens. It's like, hey, at the end of the day, Christ died for me and nothing I do is good enough, but his work was good enough. And so now that I'm reading, I'm reading because I love him, not because I'm trying to earn something. How has your life shifted since kind of making that change? I have more peace. You know, I used to, I went to a church early in my Christian life that really emphasized spiritual disciplines, but they emphasized spiritual disciplines, God's justice, and never really talked about God's grace, God's love of us, what Christ did. Like, it was like, Jesus died for you so you wouldn't be a sinner. But they didn't emphasize that Jesus, in Jesus's death, he also filled me with his spirit to help me mm-hmm. and to comfort me, right? Like, like he's like my friend too, not just Lord. Um, and so I just, I didn't have any peace. And I was, I was extremely self-righteous because, because of it. Because when you live under the law and you try to do all the right things, then it's easier for you to look down at other people that don't live according to the standard that you live by. And so I also wasn't a loving neighbor. I also wasn't a gracious minister. And so all of that affected everything. And so now I think in my life, I have this peace and this, this security. And doesn't, that doesn't mean I don't wrestle, but there is a security that I have in knowing that like, no, regardless of everything, I'm not Jesus. Jesus is Jesus. And I am his, I'm like, I'm like his servant. And like, he sees me, loves me all the things. And at the same time, because I'm not Jesus, I can't look at nobody else. I have to get the plank out of my own eye so I can even serve other people right, uh, right, uh, well. And so I feel like even my ministry is kind of overflow of me seeing people as people, you know, that we all need, all need the Lord and that we all need grace. Do you feel like you're still working through that? Or do you feel like you've kind of worked through enough? I don't know. I think legalism shows up differently for me now. Hmm. And so I, I think now it's, oh, I know his word. I know how to, you know, mm-hmm. interpret a text. Look at me, I'm being useful, right? And so thinking that my effectiveness in ministry and my ability to uh, do certain spiritual disciplines well in a, in a way that's also affirmed, feeling like that makes me sufficient as if I'm still not as needy. Right. And so there's still this diabolical pride that raises up and being like, nah, sis, like you still you I I get you're secure in Christ, but you still need me. And so there's a dependence that I think um, like legalism, just it 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 uproots the the neediness that uh, I think the Holy Spirit is trying to cultivate in us. And so it just shows up differently for me now. That was Jackie Hill Perry. Make sure to check out her new devotional, even if you don't like devotionals. 
And uh, for more of that conversation, make sure to go check out the rest of it at relevantmagazine.com. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's the shot around the world. You're listening to Rat Bag. The song is Rats in My Walls. Wow. Rough. Wow. Wow. What, wow. That's my second biggest fear. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st. And this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers. And when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable. Choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, uh, at the beginning of the show, we were talking about Travis Kelsey shooting his shot publicly, talking about, I'm going to give Taylor Swift a friendship bracelet. I would love to. Da, da, da. He publicly courted her and then magically she shows up at a chief's game and it worked the guy shot his shot it landed the shot heard around the world so we have a game about shooting your shot all right this is a trivia game i'm gonna give you multiple choice uh the three guys uh will go against each other emily wrote the game so she can't play but you can keep score emily all right marty you're up first here we go how many calories are in a shot of vodka 22 43 97 or 119 and a shot of vodka, I'd probably say the lowest number. Hey. Uh, 97 calories. I was wrong. That's wow. 100 calories for a shot of vodka. Mm. Um, okay, Derek, uh, we've all heard it's seemingly easy to shoot fish in a barrel. How far can a bullet travel underwater before it's ineffective? Is it three feet, six feet, nine feet, or 12 feet? I'm going to go six. Six feet is correct. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, I saw that on Mythbusters one time. They were like shooting into a water. Like how do you escape if you're like running away from a guy who's shooting at you? Mm-hmm. And they dove into the water and they like measured before the bullet disintegrates. And it's Wait, like, they were like, yeah, in six the, feet. someone was in the water and someone was shooting at them to see. Well, they were, no, 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 they, but they were shooting into a water zombie. They were shooting at a person. Yeah, it was like the dummy. The dummy got hit. Uh, what three feet and oh, it was wow. not fatal or when anything because it was like so weakened at that point but anyway some john right, wick jesse. action jesse it's flu season which means it's time to get a shot in the arm how many americans get a flu shot each year is it 33 million 85 149 million or 173 million people getting a flu shot every year 173 that is correct wow Boom. Boom. that's only 50 percent of america vi- virology i was thinking that's 50%. Like, that's yeah. a good thing. I don't know. Mm. Um, okay, end of round one. Uh, we got 1-1, one, one, right? One, one, yeah, Marty yep. has zero. Usually win these things, but I don't know what's happening, you guys. Marty, here we go. Which of these celebrities had a shotgun wedding in Italy while pregnant with twins? Was it Beyonce and Jay-Z? Was it George and Amal Clooney? Was it Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony? Or was it Jessica Sarah Parker? Sarah, sorry, was it Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick? I'm gonna say that it's gonna be the second one. 
George and Amal yeah. Clooney is correct. I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. Shotgun Wedding. Yeah, it was a good one. There you go. He's also like, Shotgun All Wedding right. for him is Italy. That's how crazy he is. It's not Vegas like what we would assume, Atlantic City, Orlando, Kim. Right, It's, it's right. Italy. Yeah. It was funny because yeah. as I was looking up I, stuff, I was looking up like celebrity shotgun weddings a lot more than you'd think. Like I didn't, mm. there was like lists They're of passionate like, people, creatives. 25, <laughs> I think my favorite were the ones, not the favorite, this sounds bad, but like the ones where you would see like, yeah, they got married and then like three months later, divorced. So it was like, Brittany. She was 55 hours. All right, Derek, uh, what's the longest distance a sniper has shot a shotgun and hit its target? A sh- now, I'm gonna say shotgun? Yeah, a gun. Like, okay. shot a gun, oh. a Giving bullet, all the, at a the target. Gun okay, so, shot a sniper rifle. Okay, shot a sniper rifle. Okay. So, 5,280 feet is a mile. So, I'm just going to give you ballpark numbers here, okay? So, just thinking about a mile. So, is it 6,000 feet, 12,000 feet, 18,000 feet, or 23,000 feet? I like 18,000. 23,000 feet. 4.4 miles. Wow. That's crazy. Four miles. That's, That's crazy. Wild. That's a long distance. It's a very long distance. Yeah. I was, I was, I mean, I, sh- I, I was shot shoot- one from one and a half. Miles? I hit a target from one and a half. Yeah. Wow. With a sniper rifle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, and you hit That's the target? Was, they have to, yeah, I've, I've two multiple times. The, they have to, it's a team of people and they're like literally dialing in the curvature wow. of the earth. Yeah. And they like, yeah, it's crazy because you can't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't see That's the terrifying. They have a spotter and stuff. Yeah. Um, here we go. Uh, Jesse, which is. <laughs> What NBA player has the highest true shooting percentage? Is it Rudy Gobert, Michael Jordan, DeAndre Jordan, or LeBron James? Name them one more time. Sorry. Rudy Gobert, Michael Jordan, DeAndre Jordan, or LeBron James? Highest true shooting percentage? Well, I think this is a trick yeah. question because you're thinking outside shooter, but it's actually going to be someone mm. plays right by the rim because they get a lot of putbacks. So I'm going to go Rudy Gobert. Wow. That is correct. Yep. On fire. Okay, thank you that for explaining that, because when I was looking this up, I was looking up different like trivia facts about basketball, and I was like, I don't know what it means by true shooting. Like, they're <laughs> yeah, because all he's stupid. doing is dunking. He's just dunking exactly. and, and he's right and there. 10 yeah. Wait, so these yeah. are, okay, interesting. Exactly. Right. Yeah, the distance is so short. Yeah, he's going to have a high, high percentage. All right, Marty, uh, who was the first player to have four buzzer beaters from more than 20 feet. Was it Jerry West, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan? Super easy, it's Jerry West. I, I have no idea. No, I, have, I haven't Jordan. watched basketball in like seven years. I have no idea. I, I, th- I thought I thought uh, Michael Jordan still played for uh, the Wizards. I don't know what's going on. Wizards? The Wiz. The Wiz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Derek. Butchered this uh, What is this? this he's not going to know this. What is the standard speed of a shooting star? Is it 120,000 miles an hour, 220,000 miles an hour, 460, or 740,000 miles an hour? Uh, what? <laughs> the standard what? speed of a shooting star. Uh, all right, we'll go with B. Uh, no, A, 120. You're giving Derek all the shooting hour. questions. I don't get it. How far is a sniper? How the three, <laughs> the six feet with the gun? <laughs> Cool. All right, Jesse, what episode of The Office did Michael Scott steal the phrase, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take from Wayne Gretzky? Was it Hot Girl, the Michael Scott Paper Company, Fun mm. Run, or Money? Episode. Uh, I, I think it was pretty early on in the series, and so I'm going to go Hot Girl. Uh, Michael Scott Paper Company. It's, oh. it's starting his, his own his company. Own company. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <clears throat> 
Um, Derek has one. Marty has one. Jesse has two. Okay, Marty, which famous TV show features a character named Ari Gold? Entourage. Who was a big shot. One of my favorite agent. shows, baby. Entourage. One of the best shows. Okay. Entourage. Wow. Guys, he's a real you person. His name is Ari Schaefer. Yeah, so he's just he's a, a real person. A he's a good looking guy. He's crazy. He's like six foot. He, he looks like a celebrity. I've seen him in person. I'm like, whoa. Let's go. Softball uh, question. All right, Derek, what's the furthest someone has been shot out of a cannon? Oh is it 75 God. feet, All right. 130 feet, 195 feet, or 450 feet? I like this one. Dang. Uh, All those seem low to me. They just... <laughs> 195. Can't get out of my head. 195 is correct. Yeah, there we go. Whoa. Talk so nice. nice with it. <laughs> Jesse. All right, you can win it here, Jesse, or lose it. Um, it's a big fear that you might accidentally shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, apparently, Emily has that fear as well. Uh, if you wanted to prevent yourself from doing that, what footwear that came out in 2014 would you need to purchase? Is it the Kevlar shoe, the indestructible mm. shoe, the steel-toed running shoe, or the bulletproof boot? I mean, I'm going to go, uh, seems like, I'm going to go Kevlar here. Kevlar shoe is correct. You win the game. What does he win, ladies and gentlemen? An NRA discount card for all these shooting questions. <laughs> all right. Well, if you learned anything on this show, it's to shoot your shot. And one day, Taylor Swift might be coming to cheer you on, kids. Never, it also never helps get if you're in the Chiefs tight end, I will say. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. why all the questions were shooting. Because we yeah, shoot your shot. Travis wow, Kelsey shot a shot. I, yeah. I, I just realized that right now. I'm like, why are my shoot? Why are all these questions like guns and stuff? I, now Dude, I get it. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank again Jackie Hill Perry for joining us today. Make sure to check out her book of devotionals. It's called Upon Waking. It's available today. Also, a couple updates. Um, make sure to head over to relevantmagazine.com and check out Relevant Plus. It's the best way to experience our content. You get ad-free, unlimited viewing and listening and reading. Uh, you get unlimited access to all of our magazine content and articles at the site. You get an ad-free version of this podcast. You get a special uh, subscriber podcast as well. And uh, more coming throughout the year. Plan to start as low as $250 a month, and it's the best way to get our content Go check it out. If you want to make sure you don't miss anything, follow us on all the socials. We're either Relevant or Relevant Magazine on all the platforms. And if you want to, if you're not a social media person and you just want to get our best content sent to you, uh, go over to the website and sign up for our daily newsletter. It's our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday morning. It's a great way to stay in touch. Okay. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Derek Miner. I'm Emily Brown. I'm proud NRA Marty from the... Okay. All right, we will see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com.
are we going to get hate on the streets for this, Emily? Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 